In a world where the Marks think they know better than the wrestlers and the bookers, the Fantasy Booking Institute exists to pretty much do exactly that. This is a visit from the FBI. Welcome to another episode of A Visit from the FBI. This is your weekly dose of fantasy booking. I am your host, Detective Mark Smarts, and I'm joined, as always, by my partner in crime fighting, District Attorney Vincent K. Fabe. What's going on, man? How are you? Oh, I'm having a blast. I never realized, though, that your countdown reminds me a lot of a PBS show when we were kids, and I want to say contact right after you say it. Three, two, one, contact. Contact. Uh, I remember that show. That show was awesome. Yeah, yeah I, I don't remember anything about it except for the introduction. <laughs> I, I want to say it was it was kind of like a uh, Sesame Street without the Muppets sort of a thing. Yeah, I thought it, for some reason I thought it was a science show. Well, they did. They had some science in it, but it was. I mean, it was just educational TV. But you know, like, it was a whole lot of stuff. Anyway, no one came here to hear us talk about three, two, one, contact. And if they did, then I want to know how they knew we were going to talk about three two one contact. Because I didn't really know. Yeah. So you said three two one. <laughs> you need to figure figure this stuff out. How did you guys know that? What's going on? Is was it something about Monday or something? Maybe like future site or something? Yeah, you're over this. I don't know, man, but that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I would like to remind everyone that Raw and Order is part of the Tatnus Co. Podcast Network, so make sure to check out the other shows on the network. You can find them all at tatnusco.com. After you're done listening to this, go over there and listen to some of their stuff. It's good stuff. Yeah. If, yeah. If you are new to this show, and I know there are probably going to be some people who are relatively new because we've had a huge spike in listenership over the last week or so, it's a very special thank you to all of you, not just yes. the not just the new so, ones, but we like the old ones. We're not like a cell phone carrier here. Yeah, yeah. We don't just give the discounts to the new people. We we give you all the discounts because we yeah. don't charge any. Right. Um, but yes, thank you to everyone who listens, new and old alike. But if you are new to the show, the premise of this particular show is simple. We're going to take turns challenging each other to book some unknown and often unlikely scenario in the world of professional wrestling. We do not discuss them in advance, so he is not going to know what I'm going to challenge him with, and I don't know what he's going to bring to the table. So, um, I also would like to, before we start, though, remind everyone to like, share, and subscribe so that you can continue to get these delivered straight to you every day, every time we post one, I should say, which is nearly every day, um, and uh, share it with all your friends so that they can listen to it. The more people who listen, the better things will get in the long run. So um, I think I went first last week. So, um, so I feel like that's your cueing me to say. I, I'm just going to say, first. yeah, DA Fave, hit me with what, whatever you plan, if you've okay. planned anything at all. Yeah, this is going to be completely off the cuff. <laughs> that's how I do. Uh, you sure you don't want to go first? Like, I, I mean, <laughs> I'm a giver. <laughs> uh, fine, I will go first, but you need to take your time to think about what you're going to challenge me for. So, well, see, here's the thing. I know how vicious I have to be. <laughs> well, I don't think you have to be super vicious because I'm I'm in a happy, friendly mood Um, because I think this is a positive uh, challenge to you. 
I am going to uh, throw out three names of recently fired by WWE wrestlers, and I want you to tell where you would put them and what would be their first feuds, right? Not, n- not I put them where, in Canada. Yeah, not where uh, they should go, but where you would put them, which may or may not be the same thing. But I'm saying, or not where you think they're going necessarily. Like, um, we have we have pretty good ideas where uh, Gallows and Anderson are probably right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but that's not necessarily what I'm asking. I'm asking where you would put them. And the three names that I'm giving you, one of them is probably a little easier, I think. But Rusev, Leo Rush, and Heath Slater. Oh wow! I did not expect either any of those three. When I started hearing it, I was like, "Oh, you know, this is gonna be Gallows and Anderson. And this is gonna be all right." Um, where I, does it have to be with a like a wrestling promotion, or what I would do with like if I was them, what I would do with their careers? I I'm gonna say is still in wrestling of some sort, right? But you don't necessarily have to have to have them be wrestlers if you choose that one of them needs to be a manager or. You know, something like that. But I think I think most of the most of the names I gave you are still enough in their their primes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. No, I the 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 one that I was thinking of was Slater, and like I said, I I think we've I think we've kind of talked a little bit outside the podcast about how cool it would be if he could continue his game his game show. Yeah, that's really what it is, game show. More or less. Game night thing um i think that's a really cool gimmick and uh yeah it's unfortunate wwe didn't see the value in that um so that was the one i was like ah yeah no just like go do that permanently it'd probably get picked up somewhere like the nerd channel or something Mm -hmm. anyway i mean in fairness he could probably still do that no matter where he goes he really could and and i don't know that he knows how good it really is like wwe even buried that show for him i mean about the only place i i could see them not allowing him to do it and it's not even not allowing him but it just not having the market for it would be if he went over to japan yeah uh but as long as he's still still stateside uh i could see him doing that as a youtube channel in addition to so anyways so um we're gonna do this I gotta sit up. I gotta pay attention. I gotta. So you said Slater, i.e. Heath Miller. You Correct. said Rusev, i.e. Really difficult name to pronounce. I think it's technically Miroslav, but I think it's good by Miro. You said Lana's husband. <laughs> Lana's ex-husband. Oh, in real life, they're they're still married, whether mm-hmm. whether whether Vince <laughs> likes it or not, for kayfabe or not. What do you mean real life? It is real life. Okay, buddy. That iced tea is delicious. Um, okay, so I'm going to start with, you said Rockstar Spud or Drake Maverick, right? Was the third one? Uh, nope. Third one was Leo Rush. Oh. Well, I figured you'd, you'd think I was going to do Rockstar Spud, which is why. Maybe that's why I was trying to switch it to Rockstar Spud. <laughs> I have Leo Rush going to Impact. I think that's the best move for him. Um, their X division is gold for him, and I would love to see some of the stuff that he could do in like an Ultimate X match if they still do those. I don't think they do anymore, do they? Uh, no, they, they haven't recently, but I think, I don't know, they could be bringing it back. They've been hitting that X division pretty hard recently, so I think Leo would be a great fit in to 
the X division if they would if they if they go strong in that X division. Um, he's really talented, and I think his locker room issues have really subsided recently. Um, they seem to have at least. So Vince uh, Vince is notorious for being able to hold a grudge at the same time as. Um, I don't know. At the same time as over the long haul, people are making the change, and then out of nowhere, Vince will just like drop the grudge. Just like, oh, there's money to be made there. I'll drop the grudge. So I wouldn't even be surprised to see Leo come back when somebody convinces Vince not to crap all over the X, the, the the 205 Live Division. Sorry, I almost called it X Division. So yeah, I put I put Leo in the X Division and just reinvigorate that i might even even play the the pompous character coming in you know i was with the big boys you know what i'm saying um <laughs> that laugh that he did with bobby lashley was the worst i mean in so, fairness they should also fire bobby lashley and let him go back to impact because they'd actually use him instead of having yeah. him flip tires yeah of the three people in the lana rusev lashley storyline the person to let go is Lashley, not because Lashley's bad, but because Lashley's misused and Rusev couldn't be used anywhere. Speaking of Rusev, that's where we're going to go next. Um, I'm going to go with Rusev. I think I got to go AEW here. Um, I don't. I just don't know the gimmick though. They aren't really the the national nationality based gimmick company. They just don't really play that game. Um, and I don't want to put him in something comedic because he's too good for it. Um, I don't think they, obviously they can't use well Rusev do they have just the name Rusev trademarked yeah I believe so I, I don't know for certain I know he's changed his name on Twitter to Miro which is the shortening of his real name so I'm assuming he's going to wrestle under Miro he can play Matt Hardy's brother Miro brother Miro <laughs> you look I... different <laughs> there could be a lot of fun with that if you're not really talking about it. Yes. Well, and maybe that's maybe that's that's not the gimmick, obviously, but that's that's a reasonable storyline somewhere in the middle of this. It really is to say, ah, yes, it's Brother Miro. You look different. <laughs> I'm getting a drink. Sorry. Um. I, I just I don't see anywhere else that makes as much sense as AEW. I just think you have to be a bigger player to play in that market. Um, ROH. I mean, if he went into ROH, he'd hold the title for a year, and he'd he'd have it in less than six months. Like he's just too much of a draw to not put the belt on him, to the strap on him at ROH. I don't think uh, Impact uh, reasonable replacement for. Um, who just left? Um, Brian Cage. Um, thank you. <laughs> Reasonable replacement for Brian Cage. Not quite. Not even close to a stacked. Um, but just this dominating beastly monster. I just, I just, the the good parts of Rusev, the the charismatic parts of Rusev are so dang likable. You almost want to build the same stinking character he already was. Like, you want to pick up him and Aiden English and put them together and be like, It's Miro Day! And I don't think it would be copyright infringement. No, I mean, as long as it was a different word, you're right. And I, I just think fans would love... I, I, I think either one could do it. I think you can just flat out steal 
WWE's prior theory theme with Aiden English and Rusev. I really do. Um, and I think it works anywhere because it's about that character. I don't know. That's I think that's what I want to see. And I want to see it. I really do want to see it on AEW. But that is pure and simple, 100% shots fired. Mm-hmm. But I'm okay with that. I really am. Like I, th- it was it was a, a gimmick that was done away with way too soon before. Um, yeah, I'm gonna say Miro Day is the gimmick in the storyline at AEW. Okay. Okay. So last but definitely not least, Heath Slater. Heath Slater. Um, Heath Miller. I- should we say sorry Miller yeah we should go with Miller because we have referred to Leo as Leo which is he owns that name mm-hmm. so um, and we've referred to Miro as Miro so I really would love a, a brother Miro it's been very long yes or <laughs> an exorbitant amount of time has passed yeah I there's so much fun that you can do with that oh my gosh um, yeah, he's he's got to go to AEW. Um, as for Heath Miller, um, I want to see the the side project. I want him to take Game Night to YouTube, um, and I think he could. I really do think I got kids is a I got kids mixing with that that his own personally owned Game Night. Like if he just has his own game, Heath Miller's Game Night on YouTube, um, and. I think it fits with ROH. I really, and, I, and this isn't just to include all three companies. Uh, Heath Miller could be the, the world champion in ROH. They put it on Jay on Jay Lethal for heaven's sakes forever, forever. Um, oh, yeah. He he wasn't even Jack, uh, Black Machismo the whole time. No, indeed he was not. But when so, he was, oh yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, I just I think that. Number one, he's a bigger dude than anybody realizes, and I'm not saying he's he's Drew McIntyre size because he's not, but he's probably I'm gonna guess six two, six foot, mm-hmm. probably close to that. I mean, like it's one of those things where he looks small in the ring compared to the other people in WWE. Ooh, Leo but... could also go to AAA and just be awesome. Possibly. Oh. Uh, six foot two, according to Wikipedia. Yeah, so he's reasonably tall, reasonably built. He's probably 240 pounds, 220 pounds, somewhere in there. Um, you know, I'd, I'd love to see him. I'd love to see him have a push in ROH uh, under kind of the I Got Kids Man gimmick. Like, ah, oh, geez, I got to face this guy? Man, I have a filming to do of, of family night or of, of game night. Well, I suppose I ought to try and make the money because I got kids, man. Just because, <laughs> again, I don't think WWE can own I Got Kids, man. Like, I don't think they can trademark that. Um, and I hope I didn't just give them the idea to trademark it. Yeah. I think but, if if they don't have a trademark, I'm betting he already has filed for the trademark. But this is WWE. I, th- I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't have a trademark since they had it on a shirt. I don't know, man. I, I just think, okay, I've got children, man. Like, just, I got little ones, man. I mean, he's from the South. He just, I got little ones, man. Come on. So, but I think, I think that is a, is a top card gimmick 
in ROH. And I just don't think the dude's build is strong enough for... It is strong enough for Impact. It's not... His his in-ring work is good. His gimmick work is good. It's good enough to be in AEW. I just don't think it fits in AEW. I don't... Uh, in particular, that gimmick, I don't think fits in AEW. Um, I think you have to have just unbelievably good in-ring work for uh, for AEW. I, uh... I have to absolutely laugh. I'm on Heath Slater's Wikipedia page, uh-huh. and someone has edited it to say that he's got 24 kids. <laughs> just for the sake of saying it. <laughs> I just think it's funny. Like He married so-and-so in 2011, and he has 24 kids. I'm like, what? <laughs> uh, that's so great uh, it makes you want to become an editor doesn't it <laughs> just uh, go in and be like this is Vladimir Putin his favorite color is pink daisy what <laughs> why does that matter number one if it's true who knows that that's true number two why would it matter because I wanted to put it on there Anyway, so that's what I would do. I would take Heath Slater to ROH as, as a uh, I Got Kids push to probably push to the championship at some point. I do think, I mean, Seth Rollins does better character. I just don't see Heath Slater as not some way comedic. He's really funny in real life, too. Like, I just, maybe stealing Lance Storms, if I could be serious for him, that would be okay. Possibly. But I got kids. I think is probably the best route to go with him. Mm-hmm. I really, I want to. I want them all to keep the, their best gimmicks. I want every one of them to keep their best gimmicks and go somewhere else, and just change the words. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's the deal. I mean, changing the words can obviously be successful. Um, you know, as a sidestepping any trademarks. Uh, I did want. I also to like it as the that. big middle finger, like eight knuckled middle finger. That's uh, that's something I stole from somebody else too. But um, eight knuckled middle finger events. Yeah, because every one of them didn't end with those gimmicks, and that's the other part that that kind of irks you a little. Leo's best gimmick, other than his in his in ring work, is, is, has been best as of late. But his best speaking gimmick was as that annoying little pipsqueak walking around with with uh, Bobby. Bobby, that's, that's, Bobby. Yeah. Oh, can you imagine hearing him in his own matches be like, Leo, Leo, Leo. <laughs> I would love it. I would love it. Annoying little pipsqueak thing. I mean, he's just sometimes you know when you've hit on something and that dude hit on it. And and Rusev hits on the silent machine. The silent, charismatic, likable machine. Not the not the machine that has the bulldozer. Silent bulldozer really was done best by Kane and and uh, Goldberg early in their careers as those characters. Obviously Goldberg's always been that character, but he he eventually started talking and it was less likable. I, uh, I do want to point out that nine of the top 40 selling shirts on Pro Wrestling Tees right now are of people released in the last week from WWE. Good. And I say nine of the top 40, but one of the top 40 is the grab bag mystery bag. So, I don't really know if that counts. Um another one Another one is actually a bandana, not a t-shirt. And two more are pro wrestling crate overstock things, which are also not t-shirts. So it's really not top 40 
but top 35 and nine out of the top 35 is one of them the top is one of them that i got fired man uh that's number two uh, of number two. of the not bandana and grab bag it's number two wow matt cordona's not there is uh number, number one. one and heath miller's i got fired is number two i think Heath miller's i got fired is better than that i it's not there or yeah not there I, I agree personally, but you know, uh, uh, Matt Cardona has uh, a lot higher skill in the online pitch game. So yes, yeah. And well, sure. and I, I think that I think Heath Miller is connected enough. Like really, I would just spend two, three years, uh, two, three more years on the circuit trying to build that. I really think that game night thing. It was so much fun to watch, and frequently it was 10, 12 minute segments. That is not hard, not at all hard to roll to a 30-minute show. But the only reason that I, I doubt we'll see that is actually the fact that they hadn't done it since 2017. So anything we've seen since then is actually just a rerun. Yeah, I don't care. Well, but my point is, so in his head, it's something in his past. It's not something in his recent past. You know what I mean? It was the exact same time as the I Got Kids. Yeah, but the I Got Kids was his his only t-shirt ever for WWE. So he's sticking with that. He never had a game night shirt. The Spud 24-7 is... Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven... Ninth on of t-shirts. Wow. But, <laughs> uh, Brian Myers has two of them, which kind of surprises me. Spud has two of them. Gallows and Anderson have two. Anyway... Anyway, so, all right. Yep. I guess it's my turn now, isn't it? It is your turn. So I actually was thinking of this last week, yeah, and I I was trying to remember this particular one. Um, I want you to book the swerve. So you have a, not swerve, not Isaiah Swerve Scott. (laughs) I want you to book the swerve out of of all these firings and who Vince is going to have be the swerve move. And we we weren't really firing him. (laughs) Well... Well, I think I've already kind of I don't, I don't think there will be. I don't think there will be, but... I, I yeah, don't I, think there is a swerve. Uh, however, I think I've kind of already talked about what I think the swerve would be if there was one. Uh, so, I'll, I'll go ahead and put the wild conspiracy theory out there. Um, does anyone else think it's weird that... Uh, a little coincidental that they fired a long-standing referee... And a guy who's in the cruiserweight tournament and then still allowed him to finish out the cruiserweight tournament? Hmm? 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 Does that I just seem... I, I, I should have said without without Rockstar Spud, because I yeah, know you've actually pulled this over for months. <laughs> <laughs> or a week. Yeah, a week. But that's, that's my swerve there, is that... You know, Rockstar Spud, because it's a round robin tournament, correct? Yeah. Well, so. the first, the the first, the sides of the bracket are round robin. The championship is a is a mm-hmm. uh, single elimination one match. They should do two out of three falls there, in my opinion. But but so you have him in the round robin, squeak out enough victories to advance, advance, right? Um, yeah, because I guess it, it, they bring two each in. Is that right? I don't even know. Just, I, I think it's, no, it's just the winner. It's just the winner. But you could have several two and ones. Mm-hmm. That's my point. Is yeah, if if he could win two two out of the three matches to squeak into the next round, and then from that round uh, uh, get down, sort of a thing. 
But anyways, yeah. squeak into the final, right? And everyone's like, oh, my God, and the publicity is out there. Rockstar Spud makes it to the final after being released. Uh, they don't call him Drake Maverick because... Yeah, they won't call him Rockstar Spud. Which is a freaking shame. Um, Rockstar Spud was such this a is, great this, this isn't... Hey, listen, this isn't WBU, but we're no, not, not, not going to commit the crime against I'm Rockstar not, I'm not filing charges on it. I am just saying that that this is an example of WWE dropping a ball. They signed Rockstar Spud, and then they took away almost everything that made Rockstar Spud awesome. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> oh, no, no. He was still kind of an annoying little pipsqueak, which is what made him awesome. Yeah, I don't... Now, here's the deal. It's In fairness, Impact Wrestling did a fair amount to, to uh, hurt Rockstar Spud. If you go back and watch some of his progress matches or his OVW when he was in Ohio Valley. Uh, the Rockstar Spud gimmick before Impact Wrestling was a rock star. He was a uh, uh, Billy Idol sort of rock star. Came out in, in leather jeans and, and a jacket. and He entered to uh, Living on a Prayer by Bon Jovi. Um, and one of my favorite parts of his gimmick, I'm going to go off on a tangent here. One of my favorite parts of his gimmick when he was a heel is he would stand there and make the crowd listen to the first two full verses to two choruses of it. Uh, he wouldn't let the get to the match. He would stand there. He'd get to the ring during the first verse, and he'd stand there, and he'd put, put up the double rock signs uh, for that first chorus, and then he would just hold them there all the way through the chorus, all the way through the next verse, and right before the next chorus, he'd, he'd usually make like some sort of motion, like he was gonna put his arms down or something, and then he'd just like adjust his knee pad and then put his arms back up and make him listen through the final or the second chorus before going into the ring. Uh, it was just this little heelish dick moves like that were so much fun. Uh, and then as a character, he uh, yeah, he still did comedy at times because he was still you know a small dude a small dude uh you know undersized and and outmatched in lots of ways but he also was vicious and would do some really vicious moves at, at times you know and, and so and that's where i think they missed missed the boat by not allowing him to kind of go back to that gimmick a bit when he came in um but anyways that's beside the point so you have drake maverick uh sneak into the finals and uh, you have the big storyline going of, you know, he's been fired, but he's somehow or another made it into the finals. You know, they can't have have him win the finals. You know, he, he doesn't have a job here. What happens if he does win? Uh, and then, so the final match comes, and it's him versus somebody that's outmatched him, right? Uh, and I don't even remember who the tournament. Um, yeah, it's fine. But... So somebody who's obviously a, a higher level, more respected cruiserweight in that division. Someone like a Swerve or something like yeah. that. You know what I mean? Uh, who's also a, a, a big baby face, right? Uh, because you need that. And you have a ref bump. Ref gets knocked out of the ring. He's out. Uh, the face does the typical, you know, visual pinfall, but no ref to count it. And then all of the sudden, from out of the crowd comes a referee. Well, who could it be? It couldn't possibly be the recently fired referee, right? Mike Chioda? What? No. Yeah, it's Mike Chioda. 
It is. And he takes off his, his jacket, and sure enough, he's got a referee jersey underneath. And he gets in just in time for, for Drake Maverick to do a surprise roll-up even, if you want to use the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment. Um, I think allowing him to do a, a, a surprise finisher um, would be better, but whatever. This is WWE we're talking about. So a surprise roll-up would still be the thing. And then a fast count for Mike Chioda. One, two, three. And now we've got Drake Maverick as the interim cruiserweight champion. Uh, what a swerve. Oh, my goodness. Oh, how is that going to happen? And then you can have a few weeks where the fired wrestler is parading around with the belt. The uh, He somehow or another makes it into his contract that Mike Chioda gets to be the referee for all of his matches. So... He continues to win the matches due to heel tactics and all that stuff, all the way up until whenever the restrictions are lifted enough that Jordan Devlin can show back up again and reclaim the Cruiserweight Championship that he never truly lost. That's how I would do a swerve out of this. Fair enough. I can't scoff at it. You can't because it'd be brilliant, right? It'd be, it'd be brilliant. They're not going to do it. I 100% know they're not going to do it. They would not have suffered all of the the ridicule of this last week and all of the pressure being put on them just for a cruiserweight titles, right? If they were gonna do a swerve uh, with this whole thing, it was gonna be something major, something that would make the newspaper. And Drake Maverick winning the interim NXT Cruiserweight Championship doesn't move the needle very much. It but, moves the needle, but no, you're right, not a lot. <laughs> it moves my needle a lot. And that sounded way worse than I intended it. What did, what did you just... Never okay. mind. Come on. <laughs> so, your your needle's moving right now? No, no, no. Don't, don't worry about that. It's it's, uh, it's in the past. <laughs> are, are you are you sewing or something? Or... Uh, record, record needle. That's, that's it. Record. Dolph Ziggler's in the building. You know, I still I give Dolph Ziggler a ton of credit because he's managing to still play the jerkwad heel character from WWE on Twitter, but subtly putting in uh, plugs for all of his friends who have recently lost jobs, right? Like, you know, uh, Matt Cardona puts out a T-shirt uh, and he's like, I wouldn't buy that T-shirt at all. That's that's a plug. It's a thinly veiled. So bravo. Dolph Ziggler. Well, you know, he didn't want to be next on that list. <laughs> well, that's my point is it's it's so well done because he's he's uh, still technically not plugging it. He's not uh, bad mouthing WWE at all. He's still being a company player. At the same point, he's helping his friends out, and that's brilliant of him. So, so there there's a it's not a slow clap, it's a fast clap. Anyways, proud. We, We will move on to nullify, vilify, or deify. This is our shameless copy of Fire Push Berry. Uh, we just, you know, control C, control V, change the names. Move on. Uh, rules are simple. I'm going to challenge the uh, Fabe first, because I go first every time. Uh, he must nullify someone out of wrestling entirely. 
vilify one to the bottom of the card and deify one just like Lana deemed Lashley when she dumped Rusev. She didn't actually dump Rusev. On the show, she did. And that's where we're talking. This is kayfabe, yo. It's real to me still. Okay, fair enough. (laughs) The first round, because we've got coming up this week on SmackDown a really weirdly announced uh, retrospective of Triple H, like, obviously they're just trying to fill some time, but they're like, hey, what? Hey, we just realized this is like the uh, 28th anniversary of you coming to work for us or whatever it was. I don't even remember. So let's do a special about it. So your choices are versions of Triple H. (laughs) Okay, I can do this. You've got Hunter Hearst Hemsley. You've got the DX. Connecticut Blue Blood. Yes, the Connecticut Blue Blood, right? Uh, DX Triple H and King of Kings Triple H. Now, it's now, hardest to figure out. Of, it's um, hardest to figure out who I vilify versus nullify. And that's why I say the the ground rules for this are going to be simple. Where we're, we're uh, vilifying, deifying, or nullifying the character, but the the overall arc still continues. So, like, if you uh, nullify Hunter Hearst Hemsley, it doesn't nullify the entire run of him. It just takes that character out, just for clarity. Okay, so it doesn't it doesn't ruin everything if I get rid of the first one. Indeed. Okay. Um, well, let's just go ahead and deify who we're going to deify, and that's uh, that's uh, that's uh, oh my lord, my brain just stopped working altogether. Uh, DX. Yep, yep, yep. Obviously, I think I, I, I think that was a no brainer. Um, I was a little confused. I will admit, I was a little confused when the first DX thing happened right after HBK. You know essentially retired temporarily because of his back because the doctor told him he needed a backyotomy mad props to my 420 listeners yeah that was super movie. I, I'm not a 420 listener but I have in the past so anyway uh, so we're gonna go you mean uh, allegedly no, allegedly I, in the past it's not like I'm gonna get prosecuted for it well of course not because you're the DA that's right that's right put yeah. that in the circular bin <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> before the chaos that ha- that is happening happened, we were talking about Triple H. So, um, yeah, we're gonna deify the the uh, wow DX Triple H. Then this is where it gets hard. Here's here lies the issue. So, to me, King of Kings Triple H is after Evolution. Yes, is that where you're putting him? Okay, that's where. I'm- Okay, so I say that going that, into evolution was the games in my book, and you're not getting rid of, and the game is not an option, obviously, not an option, which would have made it more difficult. I will be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and eliminate King of Kings. Uh, number one, there's a certain amount of uh, my conservative faith-based belief structure that absolutely disdains the King of Kings gimmick as much as it disdains um, as much as it disdains uh, uh, Monday Night Messiah Monday Night Messiah is enough over the top that you don't like it (laughs) when he came out and said he was getting crucified I was like whoa oh my god that is you this, have this definitely yesterday gone too was, far. <laughs> yesterday was freaking Easter, guys. This is not the time. Holy smokes. Yeah, like... Mm. 
So I, I didn't like the King of Kings anyways. And I really felt it was the end of his career. He needed to be gone. Um, and that's why I would say I would, I would, I would nullify that. It would be gone, which in, which by default, um, vilifies, uh, the original Hunter Hearst Helmsley, the Connecticut Blue Blood, um, which wasn't very good anyways, and really belonged at the bottom of the card, and was at the bottom of the card. It was a developmental gimmick, and a lot of developing happened during that time, but it was definitively a developmental gimmick, and so that's where it happened, and I pretty sure that's what you expected to happen maybe you expected those two to be flip-flopped no i'm i'm pretty much sure and you know like you said i could have put the game in there and i think that would have made things a little tougher for overall which gets deified um yes. but there you know uh, the, the game is is part of dx but it's it's significantly the post dx pre-evolution um it, yeah Exactly my thoughts, because I was like, there, there really isn't, like, a real delineation between DX, Triple H, and the game. It was kind of the same character, just just kind of a twist. You know what I mean? When he started yeah. to do the game. And that's why it really didn't go in there, but um, I could have put Jean-Paul Levesque in there, which really, Hunter Hearst Hemsley was just WCW, or uh, WWE's version of WCW, so... Yeah, anyway, one, one was a was a was a Frenchman, and the other one was a Connecticut blue blood. Hey, wait, and, and that's what everybody thought when it showed when he showed up on WWE was, oh, okay, well he just changed his name, but he's still the same pompous guy. He just doesn't speak in a fake French accent now. Cool. All right, fair enough. Yeah. Hey, so, he probably loved it because he didn't have to do a fake French accent anymore. He, I can imagine True. that being annoying. True. So I was going to do something with the firings, but I thought making you fire somebody twice is a little too mean. It was kind of my thought process, too, which is why I went with Triple H. Cause so I think I'm going to fire me. I think, well, and, and this is, so Advantage always going second on your game. <laughs> um, is I get to decide how vicious I'm going to be. Um, and I think I'm going to be nice. It also gives me an opportunity to maybe companionize it. Is that a word? It is now. Companionize that terminology. No. And so I'm going to companionize the two. And I'm going to say Triple H valets. Okay. So you have to nullify, deify, vilify in the role of valet. So not taking them out of wrestling entirely. Right. But taking this this valet character out. Okay. Yes. Uh, China, obviously Sable, and these are all Triple H valets, so the third one is going to be Stephanie Elmsley. Okay, so I'm nullifying Stephanie McMahon. Uh, that's that's easy. <laughs> if, if, if I could bend the rules and nullify her out of wrestling entirely, just like normal, I would. Um, but I have to stay within your rules. This, you this that, means... Um, hold on, this means that you're getting her out of that the only good storyline she had, which was the Chris Jericho storyline. I don't, I don't care. One good storyline in 20 years, get her out. You're done. Yeah, she should have just totally accepted when her dad wanted to do the incestuous love storyline. <laughs> Might as well have. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so, 
Stephanie McMahon nullified. Um, gonna vilify Sable. Okay. Nothing really against her. Um, but let's be honest. When you think of uh, Sable as as a valet for anyone, Triple H isn't the first one that comes to your mind, and it might not even be the second or third. You know. Um, no. It's the first that comes to your mind out of curiosity. It, it's Mark, right? It's her first husband, right? It's Mark Maron, yeah. Okay. It's uh, the wild man. Um, Johnny B. Bad when he was... Every, whatever character you want to call him. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's the first one that comes to my mind. And then, of course, her other husband, Brock, comes to mind. Yeah, I don't know that she's ever valeted for him. I don't know either, but I still think of it, so... That might be, you know, ad- so admittedly. You just think of her there before somebody she actually valeted for. Yeah, quite possibly. Um, I mean, in fairness, there was a huge chunk. We've talked about it before, but from about 2003 or so-ish to 2012-ish, where I didn't follow wrestling hardly at all. And that's right this time period where Brock Lesnar showed up and everything. So that's kind of a dead spot in my knowledge. Overall, yeah, she was long since gone by that. But uh, we'll find out who else she valeted for. <laughs> Good thing we have this thing called Wikipedia. Um, by the way, I got to give you props on that. Uh, that uh, let me Google that for you. Um, <laughs> I you love did, that, so much. that you did to our Canadian cohort, who we have not made fun of enough yet for not showing up tonight. Oh, geez, I'm sorry about that. We better. We better fix that right about now. I really, I was, I was gonna answer one in a can in a Australian accent and pretend that that was my version of a Canadian accent because it's equally important. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's too much reading. I'm not gonna read it right now. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously, you're deifying China. Yeah. So China is going to the top of the card. Um, and and in all honesty, she deserves to be at the top of the card. As a wrestling personality too, uh, yeah. But, but that wasn't the rules of this. So this is valley specific. But of them, she's the one. She's the one I have the most memories of with Triple H. To be perfectly honest, you know, she she's the one that had the most impact on Triple H's matches. Sure. Uh and it it was a great great kind of dichotomy where I mean Triple H isn't a small guy. He wasn't then even a small guy. But to have him win matches with heel tactics by a woman getting in and winning sure. the match for him, you know, was always fun. So also, that's a, well, go ahead. really interesting that the only reason Triple H had her as a, had Sable as a valet, um, and I didn't get a chance to mention this when we were talking about him. Um, I, I find it really interesting that, that the only reason that ever happened was for Mark Merrow to end up with Sable as a valet. So they could be married. They yeah. were married. Yeah, married. So anyway. Well, I think that was actually a fun round of nullify, vilify, or deify. Yeah, and a short show tonight, obviously because both of us are tired. Yeah, we are indeed tired. Um, so apparently, if your state doesn't shut things down, you actually get bigger and more busy during coronavirus. You sometimes can. Everybody is aware that there are two people who are in states that have not been shut down. And even if they have, we've been deemed essential, so we don't even get to shut down. Which you can argue about whether our jobs are actually essential in these situations, and this is not the time to place for it. We're not talking kayfabe jobs either. We're talking 
real the and for true legit. J O B Z's. Jobs, boy. <laughs> I don't know why it went boy. <laughs> you put a Z on it, that suddenly makes it street. Yeah. Boy. Is it? Makes me think of like 90s rapper, rappers. <laughs> Boys to men. Boys. Who aren't really rappers. <laughs> For some reason, people put them in that category. Yeah, but there were also other ones that did that, like the Ghetto Boys. And I'm thinking of other ones, but I can't right now because it's late. And I killed my brain trying to read three paragraphs of Sable's Wikipedia. So so that'll bring us to the end of this show. Um, Hope you guys have fun. Lesnar's. Did you look it up under Sable or Rena Lesnar? I looked at, well, I mean, they go to the same one. You type Sable Wrestler and it takes you to the page for Arena. Okay. Just make sure. All one page. Wikipedia is so, not that stupid. So let me get this right. You just told one of the probably top 300 baddest men on the planet that you would vilify his wife. Yes, and I said it under a fake name. <laughs> oh, is that right, Jonathan Davis? I don't know why you became the lead singer of Corn there, but you did. So, <laughs> so uh, deepest apologies to the lead singer of Corn for what's coming your way, buddy. Um, uh, hashtag still not sponsored. Maybe you should talk to your label. Hmm? Yeah, maybe. Maybe we could use you as your new interest theme. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Free. Give us a song. Yeah. With no royalties, that can be our interesting, and we can be like, hey, that's corn every single time. Yep. Thank you for introing us, corn. Famous 90s rock band, corn. And we'll tell Mr. Lesnar that it was really Billy Corgan. Yeah. Who, who's on the other side of this line. Oh, NWA is so screwed now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Now I, I forgot about NWA. Yeah. Oh crap! We could have put Heath Ledger there, or Heath Ledger. Oh my <laughs> lord! No. We cannot put Heath Ledger there. Heath Miller there. Uh, yeah, that wouldn't have been a horrible that, thing for. What grade of a feud would that be? Nick Aldis versus Heath Miller. As long as he can bring his British brother Simon Miller in to help out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you're upset about my Kylie Ray, Kaylee Ray, <laughs> and you're okay with with Heath Miller, and Simon Miller being brothers. Uh, <laughs> it's late. Side note: I'm just gonna let everybody know what this conversation was. So Smarks and I are talking before the show, and he and he says at some point Kylie Ray and Kylie Ray are just gonna have to throw down for the rights to have the sounding name. And I said, or they could be in the same promotion and be long lost twin sisters. Like, was it Parent Trap? Was that the one? Mm-hmm. Okay, like Parent Trap. And of course, Smarks had to rule that out because they looked nothing alike and they're from separate countries and everything like that. <sighs> whatever, it's wrestling, dude. You can do whatever you want here. You could, you could make twins like Arnold Schwarzenegger, Danny DeVito and have them be different races in wrestling. You can make the Dudley Brothers. Dudley boys all be brothers. They were all brother. Big Dick Dudley had lots of uh, partners. Yes, he did. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, see, see, that doesn't apply to Simon Miller and Heath Miller because they look a lot alike. I say with a straight face. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> and both of them can kick the 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 ass of the fat uh, 
that Conan O'Brien. <laughs> yes, they definitely could. <laughs> I, I would not Conan even be Davis. able to put up a fight. The fact that mostly just be Davis. I would just mostly be in just fetal position the entire time. I don't know that in as small a segment we've just dogged on as many people at one time ever. <laughs> yeah, we should throw in like a, a Justin LeBlanc sucks right here just to. You know, yeah. Well, I mean. Oh man, now I'm sorry about that. Two two weeks out on uh, on FBI because I'm lazy. I'm feeling lazy. I fell asleep, woke up, got on the call. Yeah. <laughs> In fairness, he's in Canada, and it's like an hour ahead of us, so, you know, it's really late there. Oh, all of Canada's like an hour ahead of us? Well, where he's at. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because <laughs> he's in Quebec. Quebec, don't you know? Don't you know? Ah, uh, yeah. He's up there with the, uh, the Tim Hortons. He's going to need to get another coffee if he's going to stay up this late. Hey, is the is the Trudeau that's their prime minister, is that the same guy with the speed reading? Mm, no, I don't think so, but it might be related. I mean, obviously, Trudeau's a very common name. I'm just saying. I, I, I think they're both Kevin Trudeau, is that right? Uh, no, it's um, Justin Trudeau. Justin Trudeau? Was the TV, was the TV guy, was he, was he Justin Trudeau, Kevin Trudeau? I don't remember. You know who I'm talking about, right? The speed reader yeah. infomercial guy? Yep. We should do a show entirely on infomercials. Kevin Trudeau, correct. That was Kevin Trudeau? Okay. So they're cousins. Yeah, obviously. I mean, they're, they're such a unique last name. Yeah. It's not common at all, like Smith no. in English language. And Fabe. That's a super common name, Fabe. Fabe, yeah. Anyway. In my native language, Swahili. Yes. But I will take this point to say, make sure to follow me on Twitter. You can follow me at Raw and Order WBU. You can follow DA Fabe at DA Vincent K Fabe. While you're out there doing all that stuff, uh, make sure to subscribe to this on whatever podcast platform you use, um, and subscribe to it on other platforms too. You know, you can download it multiple times. I don't care, right? Uh, head over to Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star review, uh, just like the Uber Eats guy that brought you those tacos the other day. You know the ones I'm talking about from your favorite restaurant that you can't actually go to, so this was like the next best thing, so you gave him five stars because he literally saved your life. Rate us just like that. Literally? Literally saved your life. Like, tacos were the end-all, be-all, I'm going to die. If literally. I don't have- if you don't have tacos from that favorite restaurant from that Uber Eats that you can't go to because of the so you have to work exactly and then I you can you also out here yeah fortunately <laughs> where I live I have Uber Eats and DoorDash and and whatever the other ones are Grubhub Grubhub yeah and all of those things and 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 frankly that, it, that whole thing needs to accelerate and have its the the market share breakdown when it does so that it could be everywhere. The the tough thing about it is, um, especially like right now, when you can't necessarily go to those restaurants that you want to, you have to order it to go or, uh, or for... You have to order it through their choice. Yeah, through their choice, right? Well, some of them, like some of the major ones like uh, Burger King and McDonald's and whatever, uh, set up to waive delivery fees, but most of them don't. So... Uh, you pay three ninety nine delivery fee through Grubhub or whatever to get your food delivered to you, plus a tip for the driver. 
Plus, and this is the thing that bugs me, so there's a little flag, little asterisk at the bottom of all of the pages that say prices on that site may be higher than they are from us. And that's the catch. Grubhub, Uber Eats, DoorDash, whatever. They might that, do a little markup. Your Big Mac that, might be 467 instead of 423. Exactly. So not only are you paying 399 delivery, but you're paying more for the food and a tip just to get it to you. I ordered something from a place. Normally it would have been like about I want to say 12 bucks for this meal. I ordered it from this place. It was over $20. This is but, a pandemic. I can't afford $20 every time I want to eat food. Was it delicious? It was wonderful. It literally saved my life. <laughs> tacos? It was tacos. From your hashtag still not sponsored, we're not going to say the name of it. Yes, Taco it. place? Mm-hmm. Tacos. Wonderful. I just want to be clear on the sponsorship thing. Hashtag still not sponsored. Um, sponsorship can be really, really simple. We'll sit here and eat said tacos on the air. We'll even call an entire segment, Let's Talk About Wrestling. Yeah, we will absolutely. In fact, that's how all of this started. <laughs> it was Let's Talk About Sleep. It was uh, my first idea. And then I found out there's already a podcast named that. I haven't listened to it because I was angry at them for preemptively stealing my idea. Yeah, for being, for thinking of our idea long before we did. Here's also looking at you, Vince McMahon, on being a billionaire with yeah, wrestling. How dare you? Way before me. 40 years before me. And make sure to go to our Wix site as well. You can find it in the pins tweet on my Twitter or in the doobly-doos for this episode. Ah, ah Jesus. Ah, you can also find all the ways to listen to us, all the different places that we're at uh, on there. You can listen to the show right in your browser. So if you're working from home and you don't want to have it running on your phone or whatever, you can just have a browser window open to our Wix site and, and listen to the episodes right there. Uh, we have a blog that we haven't updated in a bit, but I'm going to because I've got a lot to say about these releases recently and more than we've had time on, on any of this stuff. So, um, and you can also do the Wix app on your phone. This link is also in the doobly-doo or on the uh, pinned tweet. Um, that allows you to, to basically send a text message straight to me without having to worry about Twitter DM blocking and all of that stuff. And you can read the blog on there as well. So, but, stuff. but um, I think on that note, we're going to go ahead and wrap things up and close the book on this week's visit from the FBI. Unless DA Fabe has anything else to say. No, I'm just trying to figure out how to do a fired version of uh, Bray Wyatt so that it could be like, let me out. Let me out. <laughs> <laughs> we will see everyone on our next episode. We're going to have, uh, of course, the AEW and NXT reviews uh, from this week as well as the smackdown review and then we'll be back again with our wbu later this week or over the weekend so thanks everyone for listening especially to the new people we will see you next time thanks because we got kids man